thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword and I even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away and he said go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord and behold the Lord passed by and a great wind uh, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord but the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a still small voice verse number 13 and it came and it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave and behold there came a voice unto him and said what doest thou here Elijah and he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Very interesting. The very same question was asked and the very same response given. I'll come back to that. Verse 15, and it came, and, and the Lord said unto him, Go, return unto thy unto the wilderness of Damascus and when thou comest anoint Haziel to be king over Syria and Jehu the son of Nimshi shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel and Elijah the son of Shaphath of, uh, of Abimelech uh, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room okay and it shall come to pass on him that uh, and it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Haziel shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth the sword of Jehu shall Elijah slay. God had a plan already. Yeah. Verse number 18, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which have not kissed him. Amen. Glory to God. Why don't we put our Bibles down? Let's pray. Father, I pray for the next little while, God, that you would help me. I feel your anointing. I feel the fresh wind blowing through here. I feel a fresh anointing. I pray, God, right now that your word, amen, would go forth. Inspire somebody. I pray ignite a fire in them. And we're sure to stand in your presence and give you all the glory and all the honor. And everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I apologize for the lengthy reading, but it is simply because I'm going to go through this. But I'm going to preach. Uh, this is not a new uh, uh, verse that I've ever not preached from. Matter of fact, Elijah is just one of them that I love to preach from. Uh, but I do have a new twist on this in my prayer time. Uh, but but let me just tell somebody. Uh, we, we find uh, the story of Elijah who got tired and got weary. Uh, who had just been as it was on a mountain top. It seemed of victory after victory. Uh, over that God had just uh, had great defeat on top of Mount Carmel. Uh, there uh, with the prophets of Baal. Uh, and, 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 and the Bible says uh, that he got down on his knees and began to pray and the great rain came and, and man I'm going to tell you the drought was over and it would have seemed amen that Elijah could have slept off or walked off into uh, amen glory to God the sunset in victory
victory and in power and favor of uh, the Bible. The very next verse says that uh, that that Jezebel sent a message unto him, and and we never find uh, it was just simply a message. And the Bible said, I don't know somewhere. You know, you can fight so many fights and deal with so many problems that that when the messenger of Satan comes, it can wear you down. And we find that Elijah, glory to God, simply ran off and he had enough. And the Bible says he went to Judah there and he left his servant there, glory to God, and went up. And, you know, sometimes you just want to be alone and sometimes you isolate and sometimes you go through something you just don't want to be around everybody. And so that was Elijah, glory, and he went and he fell asleep under a juniper tree. And the Bible says that an angel came and touched him. Two things I want to point out before I hastily move on. In verse number five, the Bible says as Elijah laid there and slept under a juniper tree, behold, there came an angel and it touched him. So first thing in verse number five, it says the angel touched him. And we know that, that the Bible says that Elijah uh, was given food and given sustenance. Uh, and, and he fell asleep. Uh, and the angel woke him up again. Uh, and Elijah... <clears throat> Uh, the Bible says uh, uh, he ate a little bit more and then he went on his journey. And the Bible says when he finally after 40 days, uh, glory to God, he, he went to the Mount Horeb. He went back to the place of beginnings. He went back to the Mount Sinai. He went back to that place. Amen. When God showed up on the scene, it was with power. It was with authority. He revealed himself and became a God to the people of God and, and introduced his laws and, and great uh, authority was, was, was Moses and the people of Israel met with upon that mountain. Elijah finds himself Glory to God in the mountain. Glory to God. And here's where I'm going. I'm going somewhere. Number one, verse number five, the Bible says the angel touched him. Now we find Elijah went into the cave and it says he lodged there. What we can gather is he must have had one night there at least. And when he woke up in the morning, verse number nine says, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said unto him what doest thou here Elijah verse number 5 says while he was going through his trial uh, the angel touched him and then in verse number 9 he got a word from God can I tell somebody him and I see they're a principle when you're going through a trial number 1 he needed a touch number 2 he needed a word and can I tell somebody who's sitting in their home who's sitting in the pew right now You're putting hand sanitizer on it and you're worried what you're touching. But honey, when I come to church, I don't want their spirit going on in here. I want to touch the master. I want to get a hold of God. I want him to touch me. If you want God to touch you, would you lift up your hands and pierce the atmosphere? And hey, somebody get a hold of something. Come on, lift up your hands and magnify Jesus. Glory. So first, we need a touch. I can remember. Glory to God. Thank you. I can remember. Hey, I, I don't know. I 
many of you can go back to the time you first walked into a service? That's why we have worship service. That's why we have, because the heart has to be cultivated. A sower is going to go out to sow seed, but the heart is cultivated. Glory to God. And I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says that preaching is what saves us. If singing don't save us. Amen. Worship don't save us. Preaching saves us. But worship and singing are the catalyst that bring us into the presence of oh. God. And so they were, that's when you get a touch from God. Your heart is cultivated. This way when a preacher goes out to sow some seed, honey, your heart's ready to receive it. And I pray this morning that the word falls on good ground. But, but, but first he got a touch. And then came the word. That's what we need is a word. But here's where I'm at. I, I'm telling you right now what I'm going to say. I've preached this. Many of you, I've preached this so many times. This morning, God gave me, I, I was reading this, and i never seen it before. I saw this uh, in a way I'd never seen it before. And it simply is, uh, we, what I preached to you, all have heard before. But I got a revelation this morning. And the Bible says in verse number 9, and I circled that because verse number 9 and uh, verse number 10, uh, basically the latter part after he got the word, is this. And he said unto Elijah, what doest thou here? Verse number 10, he said, Elijah said, I've been here very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, uh, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. Watch what God said. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. <clears throat> now, I've always just, the next part I've read, I've always just assumed, never really even understood that. I've, I've preached it from so many different angles. The fire, the wind, the earthquake. The Lord wasn't in it. And after all of that, a still small voice. Okay? But, then when you continue reading, it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in the mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. Watch this. And behold, there came a voice unto him. And so all over again. Yes. I'm telling you before God that when I read that this morning about fell out of my shirt, I'd never seen it before. The only thing that I can gather is because I've always assumed that Elijah kind of stepped out on the edge of the cave, and, and then there came the fire, and here came the earthquake. I don't find that. The reason why we fight is I believe with all of my heart when I read that, that Elijah at first didn't come out of the cave. Come on, I, I'm telling you before, I saw that I said, God, what? because he kept drawing my attention to this. And so then we find after the fire, after the earthquake, and after all that, there's still a small voice. Then Elijah wrapped his face in the mantle and stepped out of the cave. And God started all over again. You see, God don't skip a beat. He did that with, with Jonah. Jonah, he said, Jonah, go to Nineveh. And Jonah ran. And he went to the, he got on a ship and was thrown overboard and went down the golden of a big fish and stood there three days and finally repented and got thrown up. The first thing God said was, Jonah, go to Nineveh. He didn't skip a beat. That's why you read twice again when Elijah finally came. I believe with all of my heart what happened is that Elijah did, does not say that, but the only thing that I can gather is that Elijah didn't listen the first time. Come on. Hello, somebody. And God began to deal with me right there. He said, can I tell you? He didn't listen. I 
and so forth. I believe with all of my heart that Elijah it doesn't say it. And I don't know why it doesn't. But I can only gather that Elijah didn't listen. Let me talk to somebody that before this virus struck your home. Let me talk to a backslider that God was calling you and saying, come out of that Come, game. Come out of that drug addiction. Come out of that relationship. Yes. Yes. And you didn't listen. You just stood there and made up in your mind, I'm not going to do it. God, I'm going somewhere with this, brother. I'm telling you before, I never saw it. I never saw it. It, it. That's why all of a sudden, so in other words, the Bible tells us that Elijah, or I can gather, is that the first time God talked to him, Elijah must have had his mantle. He must have took off his mantle and had it thrown on the floor. And let me tell you what the mantle represents. It represents the covering. It represents the anointing. It represents the call of God upon somebody's life. And so Elijah went in the cave and threw down his mantle. And when God spoke to him, he said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He wasn't asking him, like, what are you doing? I've been looking for you. God knew already where he was. He knows the hair on your head. What he was doing was, Elijah, don't you know what I've done for you? Don't you? You already forgot how I sustained you through the drought. You already forgot that when you were hungry, I commanded a widow woman to feed you. You already forgot how that when you lifted up your hands, you called fire down from heaven. Even even though your offering on the altar was saturated with water, don't you know I gave you a great defeat on Mount Carmel? Mount Carmel? Don't you remember the victory I just gave you yesterday? Let me remind somebody. So let me, what he was saying was, what he what do with thou? Here he wasn't saying, I've been looking for you. What are you? He said, my God, what are you doing? Hey, somebody, what are you doing in that situation? What are you cowarding down? God wants you to come out. My God, lift up your hands and love Jesus. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. My, 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 my. Glory to God. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Glory to God. The Bible tells us. Glory to God. That I, what I can gather in that. I've preached this so many times. What I've preached. And I feel like it's right. I don't feel like I've missed the mark. I just feel like what we're going through. I've got a new revelation. And the fire. When it says that the fire came. And yet God's going to do whatever he can. To get your attention. Okay. Notice this. When a tired weary prophet. Notice what he did. He didn't run to. To, to, to Baal's temple. He didn't run the temple of Dagon. You know where he went? He went to the place of beginnings. And there's something about coming to the place of beginnings. I've preached it many times. I've preached it standing here I, I, many times that, uh, that, that when Elijah went to that place, that I said it earlier that, that Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb what he calls here, Mount Sinai, that place the mountain of God, that when there, there's a time when God will show up in your life to get your attention and power and authority and an earthquake but when it came to this tired and weary prophet, God wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't in the wind but a still small voice. And God knows when you need authority in your life, he's going to show up like that. But when you also need a still small voice, God knows exactly where you are and how to get the message to you. So I've preached that before. But here's, here's I've never seen this before. And it says here, basically, that, that Elijah, when it says that God told him to come out and stand before the Lord, 
And then it says, and it was when Elisha heard this, he wrapped his face in his mantle. Apparently, as Elisha heard this, and this is where I'm at. This is, this is, I, I feel in the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is for preachers here. This is for saints. Uh, this is for backsliders. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, because there is a spiritual awakening that is happening right now. I believe with all of my heart that God is getting people to sit back down at the dinner table with their families. Uh, my wife and I were somewhere yesterday uh, looking for something. And, and most of what we needed, what we were looking for, uh, that, that there was you know certain things that you would use within your home. It seemed like it was all gone. And I thought, you know what? Because people are staying home and people are, 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 are spending time around the dinner table. People are spending time. I'm going to tell you, that's good. God, you listen, some of you know, I'm telling you, we've been, we have people been in a rut and God wants you to just stop and smile. It's okay. God, I'm going to tell you, the coronavirus ain't going to break us, honey. It's going to make us. And God's going to shake us, but to wake us. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, he will use sometimes the things that he hates. He meant to accomplish the things that he loves. And so here it was. So, I mean, brother, I'm telling you, it was like it was like a, a revelation I got. I, I just I never saw it like that. Uh, so apparently Elijah didn't go out. It doesn't say that, but Elijah didn't go out the first time God called him. So he caused a fire. He caused her. I'm just trying to tell somebody uh, even that there's there's some unnecessary uh, things that you're going through in your life because you've been running, because you haven't listened, because you're running from the calling of God upon your life, because you're running from some things. That's why you going through some fire and you're going through some earthquake and there's some wind that's blowing and messing your life up and what God wants you to do and I'm going to say the people that are on lockdown people that have sheltered honey stay home be safe but honey can I tell you when God calls you to come out come on out of the cave can you lift your hands and love Jesus my God come on stand to your feet somebody get a hold of it glory to God my 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 Lord God, he had laid down his mantle. He hadn't made up in his mind. I ain't gonna let me put it to you on this wise. Honey, I ain't gonna sing in the choir no more. I ain't gonna be in leadership no more. I ain't gonna teach Sunday school no more. I ain't gonna be part of the outreach team no more. I don't wanna be a part of the youth no more. I don't wanna be a part of the church no more. I'm laying it down. I'm going in a cave, and no matter what, I ain't gonna listen. And the Bible tells us, and I can tell, because be seated. Here's what happened. The Bible says, glory to God, that as Elijah laid down, or as Elijah was in there, and, and after the fire, and after the earthquake, and after the wind, I, I was thinking this, I was thinking, you know, there's somebody before this coronavirus happened, before the, the, you lost your job, before you filed for unemployment, uh, uh, perhaps it is, and I hope it's not that 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 you know you're in foreclosure, or, or who knows. When all this is said and done, I feel like God's calling you. And I, let me just tell you, as a preacher, there's there's generally two things that we try to accomplish. One is either to to prevent or to restore. So I don't know where you are in 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 the whole aspect of life. Uh, if you haven't done, haven't laid down, and you haven't given up, this preacher is here today to try to prevent it to, from happening. But if it has, and you've given up, or you haven't listened to God, maybe you haven't gone through the earthquake yet, but maybe you're going through the fire. Or maybe you've gone through the fire, but you haven't gone through the earthquake yet. I'm going to tell you something. Right now, you can. There's a lot of unnecessary things that people go through in life, but it's because they run. It's because they don't listen. It's 
because they're not obedient. And I'm going to tell you what God wants more than anything right now is some people to get a hold of it. Uh, you know what Elijah did? The Bible says, only thing I can imagine is that Elijah picked up that mantle after the fire. God wasn't in it. After the earthquake, God wasn't in it. After the wind. And we read that and we probably think, my God, you know, that happened so fast. But I don't think so. It wasn't like some miraculous because the Bible says God wasn't in it. Apparently, I can only gather that Elijah was in that cave for some time. We don't, we don't read that. But I just, like it hit me today. Like, you know what? He didn't come out the first time God told him. He just didn't. And he stood there and there was a fire and there was an earthquake and all these things happened after that. I don't know what that's about. I've imagined my whole life or my ministry that I've preached and I've read this word is what those words might have been. I'm not even going to try to begin what those words might have been, but it was a still, small voice. It was enough to persuade him. It was enough somewhere. Glory to God used all them trials to fight. I'm going to tell you, that's what those represent, the fire and the wind and the earthquake. They represent the trials that you're going through. They represent the trials, whether it's relationship, whether it's your finances. But God is using some things. But God, I'm going to tell you, God called some people out a long time ago. I'm thinking of some backsliders right now. I'm thinking of some people, glory to God, that laid down their, 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 their ministries and kind of walked away from it. And now that they're going through all that they're going through in a shelter in place, God is using all of this and say come back step out of the cave let, let me touch you one more time let me give you a word one more time I'm telling you right now God is wanting to touch some people even though you're in your cave even though you've laid down your mantle even though you've made up in your mind and said no matter what I'm never going back to church I'm telling you God is reaching for you he's reaching for your children he's reaching for your marriage come on there's still a call upon you I would to God that somebody would make up in their mind and tell the devil, devil, I'm coming yeah. out today. Yeah. Hey, do you need to tell the devil, devil, I'm stepping out today. I'm coming out of depression. Yeah. I'm coming yeah. out of sickness. Yeah. I'm coming out of doubt. I'm stepping out of fear. Come on, lift up your hands and love Jesus. Come on, that's what this whole message is about more than anything. It's about something. It don't matter who you are. Yeah. And you can find yourself in a cave. You can find yourself giving up on your marriage. You can find yourself giving up on your children. Giving up on yourself. Giving up on your ministry. But the hand of God is reaching through the cloud. He's reaching right now in the Holy Come Ghost. On, yeah. And saying, let me touch you. Yeah. And then let me give you a word. My God, stand me up here and lift your hands right now. Come on, it started with the touch. Come on, it started with the touch. Oh, my God, I'm telling you more than anything right now, the hand that God wants to touch you. My tabernacle church members, Lord, I got those of you that are in the pew, and, and Lord, I got those of you that are listening. I'm telling you, the hand of God is reaching. And God said this preacher this morning to tell somebody it starts with a touch. But then you need a word. Musicians, come on up. Here wasn't that. It was Elijah. Once again, I'm not trying to sound redundant. I'm simply trying to get you to get a hold of this. Because 
It just says that the Lord told him to come out and then there was a fire, there was an earthquake. But here's what happened. After that still small voice, and let me just stop there. Let me just say, I, I pray to God that whatever that still small voice is, whether it's you can do it, I believe in you, I love you, whatever that still small voice is, I pray that you can hear it. But after that, the Bible says that Elijah picked up and he wrapped his face in the mantle. Let me tell you what that is. See, the mantle was something that was worn over your shoulders. The fact that Elijah picked up the mantle and he wrapped it around his face was a sign of humility. Just represented humility was a sign of, of humility. And God, so I'm just, I'm going to tell you something. Here's what I just, I just feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. I just feel this deep in my spirit. God, God gave me this scripture and I just kept going over and over the, 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 the fire and the earthquake. And then I, 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 like I said, I realized he didn't come out the first time. And there's probably a whole lot more to that. But it's when he, the Bible says that still small voice came to him. Elijah, pick that thing back up. Somebody pick your faith back up. Come on. You've lost faith in humanity. You've lost faith in the, faith in the church. People have hurt you. Pastors have hurt you. Ministries have hurt you. People turn their back on you. No matter where you are right now. Life, you're going to have problems in life. But I just feel, I feel, in, I feel in my spirit of this time of shelter in place and this time of, of closing in and, and so, so living in fear that God wants the church to come out. God wants you to come out. God wants us to come out. God wants some young people to come out. Sister Gutierrez, glory to God. I'm going to tell you, when all this, I can't, I'm going to tell you what I can't wait is a revival. Glory to God. We're going to plan some revivals when all this is done. I'm going to do like, man, it's, it's coming out of the cave time. Time for some of you to pick up your mantle that you've laid down. Heading over to God. God wants you to pick it up and put it back on and step out on the edge of the cave and say, here I am, God. Devil, you ain't going to stop me. Life, you ain't going to stop me. Trials, you ain't going to stop me. Can you lift up your hands and love Jesus right now? Glory to God. Glory to God. My, my, my. Ah, let me go there. There's only two people that I ever find in my Bible that were ever translated into heaven. One was Enoch. And the other was Elijah. So let me tell somebody just who might be sitting at home and for whatever reason you feel like a failure, you feel like you failed your family, or you feel like you failed ministry, or you, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I, I just, you feel like you failed. Elijah, I can, and that, that, see, that just further solidifies in my mind and my spirit why I'm always drawn to this man. He only shows up for just two simple chapters and there's people that got whole books written about them. They conquered this and conquered that and yet it was Elijah who appeared on the mountain of transfiguration. Yet it was Elijah who shaped in just a, a few things that he shaped the history and the thinking of the people of his generation. 
Not much written about Elijah. Just a couple of simple things. But it solidified because that right there tells me he didn't even listen the first time. Now I might be wrong, my theology might be wrong, but 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 apparently he doesn't come out until after the fire, after the earthquake, after the wind. He wraps, picks up his mantle and wraps it around his face and he steps out. And God gives him a word. You need to, you're gonna go and you're gonna anoint a king over Syria. You're gonna anoint a king over Israel, and you're gonna anoint your predecessor. And Elijah went out and did these things. He did these things. And that mantle that was wrapped around him. As the fiery chariot swept down. As younger Elijah was watching. The Bible says that mantle fell. Elijah didn't let it touch the ground. He ran and grabbed the hold of that thing. And I won't tell somebody if you'll get a hold of something. If you'll get a hold of it, if you'll let it, let it, let your ponder on it, you'll think about it. Glory to God. I'm gonna tell you, these are uncertain times, and the, the landscape of life is shifting. I'm telling you, before God, I see it even now. The way and it seems like it keeps coming up. I, I was always taught, taught uh, just uh, from my generation. You always shook hands, you looked people in the eye, and you hugged them, and you you gave them some love, and you respected people. Now, when you see people, it's like. You, you just kind of don't sure if you should shake their hand, give them a, or give them one of these. You know what I mean? Go over to God. It's just everything's shifting. And so even when all this is said and done, everything's going to be different. Nobody's gonna, it's not going to go back to normal. And maybe I, maybe I pray it doesn't go back. I don't know what normal is. But I can tell you this. The one thing that stays for the same is God. He never, ever changes. And the God of Elijah... The God of Jacob and Israel and Abraham is a God that I serve. Come on. And if he can take somebody who rang, wanted to drop the ball, hide in a cave and not listen, and still make him a patriarch of old, I'm telling you, we're in pretty good company. Come on. Come on. I'm just telling you, yes. we're pretty if you're yes. if you're able to hear this and you're able to lift up your hands, I'm gonna tell you you're doing pretty good right Come on. now. Yes. Because I'm gonna tell you, it's never too late with our God. That's right. I'm gonna tell you what you need to do is you need to we've got a we got a Facebook page. If you're listening, you need to get a hold of brother. I don't have Facebook and Instagram or none of that. I don't preach against it. I just don't got it. I'm old school like that. Glory to God, but 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 some people do. Uh glory to God. But 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 I'm saying all that to say. Let's get a hold of my son, Paul. Reach out to somebody from Life Tabernacle Church. Right. You want to get baptized? You want you, you want to know more about the Word of God? You, I'm going to tell you, when this church opens, I pray to God, those of you listening, we're going to make room for you. When the church has been open, but when you can come without no problems, glory to God, we already got it disinfected, and it's already sanctified. The only thing we're waiting for is you. We're waiting for you. It's waiting for us. I can't wait until this is all over, right? Glory to God. I just, I can't. I'm just simply saying this. Glory to God is that we serve a God that forgives and loves. Can you just lift up your hands right where you stand? Glory to God. Can we do that? Can we just come and gather around the altar if we could do that? Everybody here, if we could just come and gather around. If you're at home, I want you, if you, if it, if it, if you can, find somebody, pray with them. 
Glory to God. Just lift up your hands. Maybe you've got people at home and, and they don't they don't live for God the way you do. Or you're living with somebody. I'm going to tell you what. Right where you stand in your room, if you would put your hand to the door and begin to pray for your children that are outside in the hallway. That you begin to pray for your grandchildren. That you would, if you would just begin to pray. If you're living in an apartment complex, well, you, maybe you need to pray with the spirit and the power of God. While you're in your place, your dwelling place. Glory to God, uh, you can lift up your hands and begin to pray for your community. Pray for your pastor. Pray for the leadership. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Hey, it's time to come out. I don't care how many times you've messed up. The Bible says a good man pulling seven times. But he gets back. Let's love Jesus.